Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Hey, guess who's back again for another episode? Yes, we won't even talk about where they've been. <laughs> where <are> they? They. <laughs> Certain people. <laughs> Certain people have been off enjoying the ocean. <laughs> Very therapeutic and spiritual, too. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the spiritual part. But <laughs> I'm sure it is. But I had a lot of fun. <laughs> water water's cleansing, washes away the darkness. And, yeah. and that's that's very good. It's very therapeutic. I've gone into the ocean sometimes when I was depressed and came out feeling really good. So I definitely felt really good every day that I was in the ocean. Yeah, so. there you go. Well, back to more of a topic on hand. Yeah, what that means for you <laughs> is that we have new episodes coming out again. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> And you came up with an interesting concept when I was away that I wanted to delve in more, which I'm not even sure I quite understand what you were trying to say, but it's, you were describing having a shield up that's taking away from like different energetic powers. Every, almost every single person. I think there's only been maybe two or three people in the last 10 years, but uh, put those three people aside. Every, <laughs> every time I do a chakra reading, there are one, two, three, four, or sometimes five or six places where they have dark blue in their chakras. Uh -huh. Dark blue is depressed or suppressed energy. Often it's suppressed energy. But the only difference is that the depressed is a little bit like, woe is me. Well, it's also a little bit like anger too. It's, okay. okay. It's like sometimes depression is you're holding because you're don't want to scream or, you know, go postal on someone. Okay. But basically they're the same. And, and I tell people, I've told so many people out there, um, that this energy is in the past. Mm -hmm. You put it there. You're the one that put it there. It happened in the past. Sometimes when you were a child, whatever, whatever age. And I noticed that I, there are some people, they have these beautiful chakras, um, a lot of power. And they say, I don't feel anything. I don't feel it. I don't experience. It doesn't seem like I have any of these abilities that you're talking about. Hmm. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not naming any names. <laughs> so, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've, and I've tried to work with various different ways to help someone, you know, transform this. And then I was thinking of, I think almost everybody's watched at least one episode of Star Trek. Or at least heard of it. At least heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So basically, you know, you have this, you have these spaceships out there. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And once you're beamed up, they inevitably are attacked which is not unlike most people in their lifetime. So what do they do? They say, take the transfer, the power from the main engine to the shields. Yeah. But 
in Star Trek, when they're done, they take the power off of the shields and put it back to the main engine. Right. I think that what people do is they're hurt and they suppress this energy in one or more chakras is a way of protecting themselves. Right. But maybe, you know, the problem might be with your father and he died 20 years ago and you still have the shield up. Yeah. What I thought was really interesting in one of the very first episodes that we recorded, the chakra system explained, which relates to this um, and what you've told me before about the heart chakra is that when you do have those shields up to protect yourself, you're not really protecting yourself anyways, because you're just attracting more of the same energy that's going to hurt you in the same way. Right. When you're talking about the heart chakra, if you have this dark blue energy around it, you're going to attract somebody that also does not have a shining heart. Right. In one way or the other. And more likely to hurt you than if you were just a shining bright light, light repels darkness and attracts other light. Yeah. So if your heart chakra is just like shining, loving and open, the dark person will go, no, she's not for me. Right. And move on to somebody that's more likely to be combative with them. So no, it does not protect you. The other thing is when you have this dark blue or dark red, but mainly this is the dark blue we're talking about today, that pulls all of this energy. It pulls it and it pulls it away from your crown chakra and your third eye. It's in your crown chakra where you think about what you want to do and you make these critical decisions. Mm -hmm. So basically people that say, I've not experienced anything. I don't think I have this power. Actually they do have the power and they put it to work somewhere somewhere but in their chakra (laughs) right but not in their not in their spirituality or their experiencing what they have in capability of psychic vision they put it to work to hold their past position because these definitely are in the past of guarding and shielding so they don't feel hurt but when you don't want to feel hurt and you're shielding so you don't feel you don't feel anything Mm. it's going to suppress your loving feeling your joyful feeling your excitement your enthusiasm everything it's you there's no way to set up depress the chakra in only one area yeah only only in the area (laughs) of my past relationship right that won't work It doesn't work that way. It'd be nice if it did, but it just doesn't work that way. So the reality of it is, is that you're running at full power and you do have all this light. You do have all this energy. It's totally available to you. And you are the one who's decided where it's going. I mean, are most people even all that conscious about having a shield up or using their energy to block themselves. Most people aren't even conscious that they have an energy body. Right. So 
Probably no, for the most part, no. But there's a, there's a tremendous amount you can learn by listening to your own descriptors, the way you talk about what you, what you're doing, what you want to do spiritually and emotionally and listen to what you're saying. I'll hear, I'll hear people say, I don't ever want to feel anything like that again. Yeah. And that's a clue. Well, if that's something you are feeling very heartfelt, sincere about, that's probably describing a shield in your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to do business with anybody I don't trust. Mm -hmm. That's probably a shield in your solar plexus chakra, which keep, is keeping you from being abundant. That other sex cannot be trusted you know, right. whichever one it is. <clears throat> Again, that's probably something in your second chakra. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you can look for is when you're still hearing the last argument you had or the voice of a mean parent or something in your head and so you're still cringing yeah, like a little child, that's probably because you started to build up a shield when you were a child. Yeah. And the only thing that you're really feeling is the echo of that. And when you place that shielding, it keeps you in that energy and it keeps you in the place of experiencing that over and over again. And for most people, that's not that pleasant. Right. It's not like you're feeling safe. In fact, most time you don't feel safe. So again, these unconscious blockers of protection don't really work anyways. They do not work. They work against you. They, they actually remind you that you've really got something unhealed there and it's time to maybe consider a better option. Yeah. I have been able to let go a lot of that just simply because I realized if I'm shielding against the people that have hurt me, most of which, you know, they've moved to New York or they've died, I am still letting them run my life. Mm -hmm. The threat of them, they're keeping me in their energy and I'm still connecting to them. If you're, if you're saying, I want to block from Angela, mm -hmm then you're staying in that energy with that Angela. Mm -hmm. And that makes it more visceral, makes it more real because no matter where they are in the world, if you're determined to be in the energy of, I must block from this person, yeah, then you stay connected. And so you're still feeling that threat. Yeah. Like someone's watching you or something's gonna go wrong. So how do we start to I guess disconnect and like, when do we decide it's safe to move on? I, I assume that's probably just different for everybody. It is. I've talked to some people and they'll say, oh yeah, I, I, I want to let go of that one and anything in my crown chakra. And I go, and, and looks like a lot of dark around your heart. Yeah. Oh, they say, yeah, but not like I want to let go of it. And they're like, oh yeah, that's there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there's some deeply held stuff. And 
part of it is almost in the physical body and part of it is definitely in your emotional body. Yeah, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, the concept of letting go is maybe one of the most pivotal points of becoming enlightened. (laughs) It's just not holding on to anything in the past. Like, you're like truly not repeating those thoughts in your head over and over again. The devil you know. The devil you know is what is better than the light you can't see well it's it's more comfortable because you're used to it not that it's not that you're happy or comfortable but you've survived so far and yeah you're and probably for a lot of people if they were in like a violent relationship or you know a bad situation it was probably what physically kept them safe it probably helped yeah it probably helped yeah, you do tend to shut down. Yeah. And you shut down because it's just too intense. You know, it's too intense when you're in violence to like feel it on every level because it's a huge breach of your energetics and it's a huge invasion. You know, and everything is not going the way that you want it to go. There are some people that adapt to violence and just become violent and they're and they use that as their way of 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 dealing with it, but still, it's still anytime you have anything violent happen to you, it it breaches your whole system, and all the alarms go off, and uh, and you and for the most part, people either become very aggressive or they shut down. There are some other options, but a lot of times that's mm-hmm. the situation, and I think that's why so many people are taking you know, tranquilizers and things because they don't still don't want to feel that. Mm -hmm. The thing is you don't have to feel it to heal it. Yeah. This might be a little bit of a sidetrack, but when people do take those like tranquilizers, that's a something physical that you're putting in your body to block it. Does that also like amplify any psychic blockers that you have yes it does it shuts down it shuts down your psychic ability as does marijuana a lot of people use marijuana as a way of i don't know i feel like there's a movement with men lately that you know in the past it's been like toughen up men aren't allowed to cry you know like suck it up and now there's like a new age movement of a lot of guys in particular being like no it's okay to process and feel those things, it's like healthier to let them go. If something happens to you in the moment, you crash on your bike or somebody hits you or something like that, God forbid. Yeah. But it's good in the moment to experience it as much as you can without any, not holding back. You know, if you feel like screaming, scream, cry for all you want, beat your head on the ground, whatever you need to do. Yeah. uh, And release it. It's the idea that you can't feel or don't want to feel or you don't want to be there or you're trying to avoid everything that you're feeling. And that does not heal it. I mean, sucking it up is not a healing. Yeah. I think for me, I have a tendency to go into shock and be like, oh, like, and like freeze and like, well, what do I do about this or something? And then it takes me a while to process it. And then I might have all the emotions like 
later but then don't want to really process them later either well and the, sometimes the problem i don't know about necessarily with you but sometimes the problem with people that do that is the emotions come out at a kind of inappropriate time right oh and and everyone's going what the hell you know right this makes no sense or maybe you're mental or something you know? right like you seemed okay before like why all of a sudden has that changed and that probably what changed is you're not in that instant shocking place. So now you're safe. So now you can let go. Mm. Mm -hmm. Except that your friends and family might think that you <laughs> are a bit mental. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think that happens a lot with people. And that's why they suddenly, they're suddenly angry and they think it's about their mate or something. And it's really something that they suppressed and now they're, having a relaxed Sunday afternoon or something, then they go off. Right. And it doesn't make any sense because it's, it's just, they felt comfortable enough to have a release when they didn't in the moment. Interesting. So I guess in terms of like a situation to me that happened recently is that I was doing the dive master program and one of the instructors kind of ended up like yelling at me because of the way that my voice sounds. And she said, I sounded very monotone. She made it a thing that, where it sounded like I didn't want to be there. I did. I was more worried about, you know, doing things right instead of having a lot of inflection in my voice or feeling excited or, or whatever. But it kind of froze. And then like after when I started talking about it to somewhere else again, then it was like I started to like cry stuff and I was like well that moment's already passed but I did feel like I was processing that like at a later time is that because maybe I always have those shields up against other people like what you're saying all that energy is put to waste shielding from things yeah and um you know okay so it seems crazy to the person later but maybe the better reaction would be going ah you're like yelling at moment. me <laughs> You're yelling at me because of my accent or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, be clear about why are you being so, you know, whatever. Yeah. And just blurt it all out. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's just, you're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard for people to do that, but if you, yeah, I mean, I feel like it took me several years to start to stand up for myself because somebody might say something and not even necessarily intentionally very mean, but even if they're very straightforward and abrupt, I would take that as someone like yelling at me and then be like crying and have these like extreme reactions mm -hmm. to something that like, you know, doesn't necessarily fit the act of what was happening. Sometimes the person that you cry with is someone you feel safer with and the person that was attacking you yeah. verbally or otherwise, you don't feel safe. So, right. So you kind of dumb on the sweet person. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, most of the time they're patient with that, but it, it doesn't really work. And I think that when you, when you don't let yourself experience what's happening at the moment, then you're always holding some of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you, you completely let it go when you experience it out with someone that you feel a bit safer with. Okay. So over time, it becomes a larger and larger thing. 
Yeah. Which most people react by more shielding. By what? More shielding. More shielding. Yeah. Let's let's shield this more. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to be a basket case. I think yeah. I have to be more shielded. If you did not have the shielding, you would be in the now. You would be present. And you'd only be dealing with that what is happening in the present moment. And you can remain very, very calm when there's something going wrong. Some people have commented to me, you're like so calm when, you know, other people be screaming or something. Yeah. I had that one car wreck where this guy just wrecked the whole side of my brand new Volvo and I got out and it was very calm. Yeah. Well, I feel like in a lot of those situations, being angry or yelling at the other person doesn't necessarily change the fact that it still happened. And so it's, for me, it's very easy to put aside a lot of those anger, yelling, confrontation things of being like, okay, let's just handle what we need to handle. Give me your license and registration information. Let's trade, you know, like so we can file a police report or whatever. But even if someone's coming at you, I've had people that came at me, like literally going to attack me. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is your problem? Yeah. You know, and, and you stop them from doing their being invasive and you can be in your present centered self and say, you know, let's examine what exactly is going on here and why exactly are you screaming at me when it would be much more appropriate for you to be talking to me like a normal human being. Yeah. I've done that with bosses. I've done that with people that I've had to work with in various different ways. And you think maybe you're vulnerable because they have that power over you, but I don't want to give them permission to attack me. I mean, ultimately, I don't think anyone, even if they're in a higher ranking than you, I don't think anybody should feel empowered to be yelling at someone else. No. That that time I was in L.A. and I was in a paid parking lot and I came out and there was a guy inside my van stacking up my tools. And I just started saying really firmly, I wasn't screaming at him, but I just said, you get out of my car right now. Stand right here, stand right there. And then I just picked the directions and go that way, go that way right now. Yeah. And then he went about, <laughs> he went about 20 steps and he turned around and he said, you really scared me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, you should have thought about that before breaking into someone's vehicle but but if you're really centered and and you know you're appropriate to the situation i think it, it just works better and you don't have to feel shielded a couple of people that witnessed this came up and said you are crazy but there is that side of it also <laughs> But I wasn't offended by that either. I said, on the other hand, my tools aren't stolen. I have my van back. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he didn't have a knife or something. Well, that's what someone said. But I, he maybe he did. And he just, was, you know, he was listening to a more empowered voice. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to these shields that we've put up. How do we start to retract the energy from the shields to put them back in the engine? Okay. Well, first of all, you need to know that you're the one that has the switch 
you put it there you put it there in an instant it's so easy like turning on a light switch why didn't you say so (laughs) this could be a one minute episode it could be a one minute episode (laughs) you turn it on now turn it off goodbye (laughs) no but really how do we do it (laughs) okay you want the long hard part 20 years of therapy now okay so i mean (laughs) probably not wrong well, uh, except that I see people with 20 years of therapy and they still have them. So not a good therapist, maybe. Well, I, I'm not going to blame the therapist. Um, <laughs> blame the stubborn person. But it's important that you know this is your choice. And you have the authority over it. No one else put it there. No one's making you keep it. Um, you can choose. You can choose to be stuck in the past or you can choose an enlightenment, but you can't have both. You can't have half of your energy in the past and be enlightened. Okay, but I also know that you do several readings for people and not everyone that has psychic abilities has perfectly clear chakras. Like I know that there's some people that see and experience a lot more, but then also still have suppressed or depressed energy. Right, but it's the gradient. What do you mean? I mean, our full power, quarter power, bring half the shields back, bring all of the shielding back. Okay. And it's also which chakras it lands in. Okay. It may be much different if it's just in your solar plexus chakra, and it's not uncommon for me to have a very, very psychic person that is absolutely broke uh-huh they just can't hardly raise a dollar uh-huh so it depends again on what chakras so but, but if it's around your heart chakra you're not going to have a very expressive person with psychic abilities because so much of the healing and the light is coming through your heart mm-hmm. or if they're very very dark or they've got entities wrapped around their throat that's your area of expression mm-hmm. and speaking your truth. And you're not going to have a very expressive psychic that has darkness all around their throat. I'm going to have to take a look at my latest chart here after this. Which areas need the most improvement? Well, maybe a better way than taking a look at your your typed up report would be to take a look intimately at your own chakras how do you do that well you sit down and you think about each chakra has a special area that it it pertains to so your your sacral your grounding chakra is mostly just your willingness to be in your body and most people don't guard that chakra it's very rare most people don't like being in their body no but they're not <laughs> they're not putting up shielding to oh, be yeah. in their body yeah but we'll start with the second chakra where it's very rare to see it clear and your second chakra is about your ability to be creative and to express your creativity it's also your ability for reproduction and and sexuality and so it ties a lot into relationship Mm -hmm. so people that have had bad breakups or bad sexual encounters or have been molested or anything like that often have 
some major guarding and shielding in their second chakra, which is like turning off your creativity. So if you sit down and you're doing a meditation and then you think about your sexuality, your ability to be very creative and expressive and spontaneous and have fabulous sex, and then ask yourself, does it feel like I'm shielded or closed down in this area? Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, do I feel comfortable completely removing these shields? Mm -hmm. And if you feel like no way in this lifetime, then maybe how about 50%? Yeah. Or even 30%. How about if I just return half of the energy that I have there permanently back to my crown chakra and my third eye? Mm -hmm. And then breathe and imagine that happening see because you're saying your crown chakra energy is being used to like create that blockage for the second chakra yes so when you're getting that back it goes up to back to the main main engines you're that's where the main like all of the psychic abilities yeah where you from is the the crown the third eye yes because a lot of it's run by your mind okay what you're thinking okay and you're thinking that has to be there Okay. But if now you say, okay, no, well, maybe I need 30%. Yeah. I know I'm not going to completely let it go, but I'll put, you know. Yeah. I'll like I feel 75% better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, I'm going to leave a little bit. I'm going to leave 30% there and I'll just take the other, you know, 60 plus percent and put it back to my crown chakra. And that's what I want it to be. And I want it to be that way, let's say, for the next three months or something. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. Then you go up to your solar plexus chakra, which is your material world. It's your ability to manifest what you want and have that happen in a miraculous and smooth and easy way. Mm -hmm. And so many people, I mean, I think like. 80, 80, 85% of everybody I see has something going on in their solar plexus chakra. Mm -hmm. And they all want to be abundant. But then I say, well, how about your anger? How about this depressed energy? And they just start telling me how mad they are. But Well, that was the time my ex took my house from me or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And the truth is, you know, you're, part of the reason you hold the anger is because you just want justice. And I don't know if anybody out there has had their ex come and say, so sorry, here's a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Anything else I can do to make amends, uh, you know, let us know. I, <laughs> I mean, I think most of the time it doesn't happen. And so yeah. you're holding on to this righteous and yeah, you suppressed want an energy. apology that's never going to come. You want a big sorry and, and, and compensation and, I just have never heard of it happening. Mm -hmm. Maybe those people are so happy and enlightened. They got everything back, but I just don't think it happens very often. Yeah. So give up that fantasy. Yeah. I mean, ultimately hurt people hurt people. So yes. hurt person's not going to be able to become self-aware enough without doing some healing to come back and say they're sorry so if they're just doing all of the same things that they ever have done like why hold on to waiting for that 
Right. Well, exactly. I mean, think of somebody that's had a lot of, had a really bad breakup and everything, and then they get another relationship. So what do they do? Well, we, first, we need a prenup. Second of all, I don't want joint checking accounts. (laughs) Thirdly, my business is always going to be my business. And all of that is, it's not that all those things might not be wise, but at the same time, it's all reactionary. Mm -hmm. You're having this reaction because of this stuck energy. And to most people that doesn't say, I love you. Mm -hmm. So you start off on this kind of very tense note of of separation because you've been hurt before. Mm -hmm. So again, you just feel everything that you feel about protecting your material world, your business, your bank account, your everything. And feel like what is it how much energy does it feel like i'm putting into trying to psychically guard this i'm not saying not to be responsible about your finances but if you have this psychic guarding up that's going to attract more dark energy to you do you really need that or do you really need the rage to be visceral for you because you have lost before Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most people logically could be like, no, I, it's no longer relevant. I don't need it. It's that energetically, like, I don't know if I trust them. Exactly. Because of the past, right? Because you're holding the energy of that. Right. And when you let that go. I had a woman the other day, she kept saying, I'm not angry. I just want to get back to where I was. Which is saying, I want to go into the past. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I said, no, 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 that's not the way you do it. You have to be here now. I want to be here now. I just need to go back and have the same thing I had before. Okay. So, so it's this way of we want it done differently or have the outcome different than it was. Mm-hmm. But going back doesn't solve anything. You just pulling your energy to the past, shielding it because that one awful person treated you unkindly does not help. It's just going to attract one more unkind person to you. Mm-hmm. So then again, ask yourself, what percentage do I feel? I can completely let this go. I want my material world to work. I'm definitely going to call that energy back. And so is that like retraining your brain of like, from, I really want to get to the place where I was before to, I want to create my world around in these ways that it was before, but in the present, like, well, it's say like, I, you know, I lost my house. I want to get back to owning my own home instead of like, I want to get back to where I was. You don't want to get back to anything. Right. No, I want to work towards owning a home again. Or not even again. Not even again. Okay. I'm going to be, okay, I'm just going to start to operate from right now. Yeah. And I'm going to express what I want. See it, say it, do it. I could see myself owning a house. I want to have a house. And I want the universe to line up around me or earning and having enough money to buy that house okay it's like you're in the present and you're thinking about what you want to create mm-hmm. but not like like uh, like the house i had before mm-hmm. no don't do that because 
every time you make a statement about going to the past, it pulls your energy to the past. Mm -hmm. So from right now, dynamically, come on universe, big house, you know, painted white trellises with Bogavilla, whatever you want, see it, say it, and then do something to work towards it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a book and that's going to buy me a house. Mm -hmm. And just start towards it. You might not wind up on the exact path, but you'll be moving towards and moving all your energy to a place of the creativity and expression that can bring things about. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like a lot of people have done that thing about writing themselves a really, really big check. What? Like Jim Carrey wrote himself. At one point, he was actually living with his whole family in the car and doing like janitorial service with his whole family, kids okay. and all. They were just poorer than poor. And he wrote himself a $10 million check. Okay. And then kept it in his wallet. Then he was going to cash it and almost disintegrated. And then he became famous and yeah. he was able to actually pay out. But just having like that physical reminder of like an everyday thing to work towards. Oh, see it, say it, do it. I'm going to get there. I'm going to uh, establish that. It's going to happen. One day I'm going to be able to cash this check. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he kept working towards it. And it did. And I've heard many people have done that. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime when you're that focused on making a goal happen and then you're taking the steps to do it, like if you just keep working, working towards it, you'll get there. Yeah. You might go on Pinecrest and design your house and then print it out and then decide how much money it is. And then it's okay. Now I'm going to track to me what I need to do some way of making a living so that I can pay off this house. Let me see. It's $469,000. And so that's what I'm going to need. Mm -hmm. When I was in Utah, we used to make jewelry and we would go on this big tour about once every six weeks and we'd sell all our jewelry. And one time we went on that cycle and everyone every single one said i'm not buying right now come come back in six weeks mm -hmm. which was really bad news for us because we didn't have any other way of making income that was it mm -hmm. and so i was sitting there thinking oh this is not good we need a way to have this income we can't just sit here for six weeks with no product and and wait for the sales with all our bills piling up yeah I lived in Heber, Utah, this teeny tiny town. Nobody had our address or anything. And then here comes a knock on the door. And this guy said, I have spent so much energy tracking you down. I need 4,500 rings yeah. as soon as possible. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, these are good angels. <laughs> and that totally worked i mean you know it's actually a little bit more money than we would have made and uh we had the time to do it because you didn't have anything else to do you didn't have anything else to do and all our jewelry for the next trip was sitting in boxes so uh so that worked yeah. you know you if you're really just focus on manifesting what you want instead of shielding against losing something like what you had in the past the angels can make things happen. Mm -hmm. You can have somebody knocking on your door and he were saying. Because then you're looking, 
manifesting is like looking forward and making it happen. Yes. Instead of focusing on what already has happened. Angels can't do anything with information that's already happened. Right. They can't go back and make your past better. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Neither can you. So you know, moving forward, moving forward, this is what I need. I mean, I always think, oh, MG, this is what I need. I need to have, you know, $4,000 to cover everything for the next two months. Okay. And here this guy came. So I'm starting to get the picture of removing these shields is a good thing. Yes. How do we do it? You focus on it. You say, I'm responsible for this. Talk to your angels. Do you want to just walk us through a, a quick little meditation? We could do that. Yeah. We could do that. All right. So if you're not driving, close your eyes. <laughs> I'm not driving. No, but for the for the people listening, yes. you know, obviously don't go into a meditation if you're yeah. operating heavy vehicles. Right. Or don't do it in the car. Don't do it if you're. Yeah, for the rest of us. If you're working on the inventory control at your computer or something like that. Take a moment. Close your eyes. Okay. Close your eyes and just focus. Breathe. And take a few minutes and see every chakra light up. My first chakra is shining red. My second chakra is tangerine. My third chakra is shining yellow. My heart chakra is golden green. All of them are lighting up. My throat chakra, shimmering blue. My third eye chakra, beautiful violet. My crown chakra, gold and purple and silver and a rainbow of other colors. And then go back to your sacral chakra and just say, what am I, what does it feel like I'm guarding against or who scared me or hurt me that I feel I need to be shielded from? And are those people still a threat? I mean, if I'm living with one of them, that's one thing, but is this person still a threat or are they long gone? So can I, or am I willing to let this go? Okay, it feels like I'm willing to let this go. So I'm going to ask my angels to assist me in reopening the area around my chakra, returning the energy that I was using on shielding. Just see it like a stream of light going back up to my crown chakra. And that chakra is just a beautiful tangerine with no barriers or maybe just a tiny barrier, whatever feels comfortable for you. Then move up to your solar plexus chakra and just breathe and let yourself feel what you've placed there. And do I feel like I can't trust anybody or this one particular person, is that person still there? Is that person still a threat? And if they're not, I'm going to remove any of the shielding that involved that person or persons. And I'm going to let that energy return to my crown chakra. 
And I asked my angels to just, I'm going to be willing to stop being shielded and let that dark blue color just dissipate and the energy move up to my crown and my third eye. And then go up to your heart. And who has made me feel heartbroken? Again, are they still a threat? If they're still a threat, you might feel like you have to hold on. But if they're not, and you've had time, a little time for your heart to heal, just think I'm willing to feel true, sincere love and emotion. And I am willing to let that dark blue color dissolve. And I'm wanting and willing that energy to move back up to my crown chakra and my heart just to feel open, clean, and loving and expressive. And then you go up to your throat chakra and and just think who in my lifetime has said I should be seen and not heard or my words weren't valuable or attacked me or threatened me when I tried to express who I was. And do I need to be shielded from those people? I'm a, I'm a grown-up now. I can defend myself. But maybe I don't need defenses to speak my truth. And think of how much of that I'm willing to let go of. And say to my angels, just help me to release the shielding. Bring the energy up to my crown chakra and think of just shouting out my truth and being able to fully express myself and then move up to my third eye oftentimes people when they're guarding their third eye they don't like what they've seen in the past and they don't want to see anything ugly in the future so just think about anything you've seen that you just really didn't want to see and ask yourself, is that in the past? Is that happening right now? If it's in the past, then I'm willing to let this shielding, this closing of my third eye go. And I'm wanting and willing to see the truth. Even if it's a little bit uncomfortable, I'm now willing to see the truth. And I want to move all that energy that I was using to keep my third eye shut to let go and just return to my crown chakra. And a few people even have guarding in their crown chakra. Somebody's demeaned you or belittled you, told you you were stupid or told you that you're spirituality was bad or satanic or some other nonsense and just ask yourself is the voice of that person still strong enough to control me and i'm and uh am i willing 
to let that old voice control me? Or can I just say, I'm proud of who I am and this is me and I want my crown chakra to shine out and express exactly who I am. And I'm going to pull back any energy that I have on this control of these other voices and tell them to shut up and go away and have my angels help me dissolve that that negative energy and just light up my crap and then just see yourself in total love light joy and expression from your feet to the top of your head and a fountain of color coming out of the top of your head cascading over you and right now there's no anxiety there's no fear there's no threat i'm just in sparkling light and joy thank you that would be one way to do it yeah i i really felt something like i always i sometimes feel like these like push of something like come back and then like a muscle will twitch or something kind of releasing something. yeah release something yeah release something yeah okay so now you're going to be screaming when you are screaming <laughs> that's a good thing perhaps uh, only time will tell okay well being expressive in the now no resistance uh, and being expressive in the now just keeps you from being depressed and keeps you from being unhappy keeps you from being disempowered mm -hmm. and all of the shielding again it's your choice but it's just so much better for you in every way physically mentally spiritually and then when you walk up to someone they don't want to say wow that person is standoffish or guarded or angry or whatever they just go, wow, that's somebody I want to know. Mm. Well, that's somebody so bright. I think I'll go to a bar. <laughs> Could go either way. One seems more likely to happen than the other. <laughs> it's still better for you. <laughs> so if somebody's out there and they've tried this and they like what happened, give us a call. Send us a text. Yeah, or if you have more questions, let us know. There's a link at the bottom of this podcast description to send us a voice message. We love hearing all of your voices of people listening out there. It brings us so much joy to hear how these episodes have helped you in any way. Or at least entertained you a little bit. Or at least entertained you. <laughs> yeah, and we will have another episode for you next Tuesday. Yes, we will. Bye.